0: John Hendricks joins me next on the beat covering the Saints for Sports Illustrated. We're talking Saints football with them next. The OBJ rumors, could they happen? What's the latest with Alvin Kamara in that situation? Is he injured? What's going on? Team still got a lot to figure out. We're talking to John next right here on the Great Scott Show. It's and Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. <laughs> As promised, joining me now the Saints' lead writer and reporter for Saints News over at Sports Illustrated, Host podcast for the Believe Saints on the uh, Believe Network. John Hendricks, friend of the program, great guy, joins us now. Good morning, John. How's life? What's up?
1: God, yeah, man, I'm doing good. Um, life is going pretty good. Just trying to uh, stay a little warm, but hey, it's gumbo weather, so I'm I'm not complaining at all. Amen.
0: What what, what do you, you go with chicken and sausage first or you're a duck and andouille, a seafood? I know, I know your answer is I'll eat them all, but like what's, what's top on the list?
1: Well, I just made some chicken and andouille with some pasta. So, I mean, that's, that's got to, got to have that. I mean, it pops, you know, and I'm a potato salad guy, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would eat it right
0: now for breakfast. Just bring it in the studio, man. Next time I'm going to have to like, just, you know. Just, like, get a driver to go pick you up so you can just come to Lafayette, bring me gumbo, and we'll just hang out in the studio. Yeah,
1: somebody's got to invent a breakfast gumbo. I <laughs> think that could be a thing someday,
0: huh? I just think, I just think it's, it's just gumbo, right? It's just, it's like, right. somebody's like, oh, we need, we need to have steak for breakfast. Okay, we'll just do steak and eggs. Like, oh, here's some gumbo right. with some potato salad that has a little bit of eggs in the ingredients. Okay, deal. You know, some gumbos Perfect. put eggs in, in the in the roux as well, which is, you know, it's 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 not bad. Uh what's your uh, what's your favorite Beastie Boy song of all time?
1: Man, I got a couple. I mean, I think sabotage has got to be up there, but you know, I grew up in uh I mean I'm an eighties baby, but grew up in the nineties, so Intergalactic's got a big big oh, heavy uh near and dear to my heart and then fight for your right. <laughs> the Intergalactic, man, that that needs to get over.
0: Yeah, the Hello Nasty album is is tremendous. Uh, Sabotage is is timeless, but uh, all of them, man. I mean, from you know, it's funny. Usually, I can tell before I talk to somebody based on their age where they're going to sort of lean toward, either if they even like them, right? But I can, I probably would have guessed something off of Hello Nasty. But then, of course, everybody likes a couple of the classics. Uh, the intergalactic man, it just, the more you listen to it, it really gets better with age. You notice different things in the song that you maybe not, didn't realize when it came out, you know, 23 years ago, but, um, well done. Well done. All right. Let's talk about the saints, uh, OBJ where are we at reports are that he's leaning towards Seattle. He cleared waivers, which wasn't a surprise, even when as far as reportedly saying he would, um, cause issues if somebody claimed him off of waivers. He wanted sort of the freedom to make a choice. What's the latest on OBJ and what are the odds he could possibly get to the saints?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, you, you read through cause everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows where he's going to go, right. And what he prefers. And so I've seen the Packers thrown out. I've seen the Seahawks thrown out. I've seen 49ers. I mean, obviously you want him, he wants to go to somebody that can is a contender and, you know, um, I think the pitch is there for New Orleans. I think that he he's somebody that can be valued. And but you got to understand and remember that this is an important choice for him because wherever he goes, you know, potentially be a free agent after this season. And so uh, he's got a lot to prove here. And so I, I don't know um, if some of those other situations are, are, are ideal for him. I know he's going to take some time to make this decision. I think New Orleans has a chance, has an opportunity, but at the same time, you know, it won't surprise me if they don't get him just because of some of these other teams. But, you know, five 5-3, I mean, if the Saints would have won that game on Sunday, would that have made it a little bit easier? Maybe, but also when you look at the film, it, it wasn't Trevor Simeon's fault. I mean, he's a veteran, played extremely well, and, um, you know, his receivers and tight ends didn't really do him any favors. So I think New Orleans is an ideal choice, especially being that he's from, you know, around and played at LSU and all that good stuff, and it'd be a good reunion. He'd be... A huge fan favorite, but you know, at the same time, um, we're just going to have to see how this thing goes, and we're all paying attention, refreshing our browsers and Twitter, and just waiting to see when the first uh, shoe drops.
0: <laughs> well, the Saints desperately need help at receiver, and I've i maintained that Odell is not the player he was a couple of years right. ago. Uh, injuries, you know, catching the ball, freelancing on a lot of routes, so I, he he's not the. Cover of Madden, you know, let's let's inspire a whole generation of kids to just use one hand to catch the ball, which drives youth coaches crazy. But like he's not that guy anymore. He's still talented and better than anything currently on the Saints roster at that position, with Michael Thomas being out. And, you know, whether it just be drops, whether it be not being able to get separation. <laughs> Look, Callaway has his moments. Traquan Smith is just a pendulum. He just swings from one side to the other, play to play. You don't know what you're going to get. Deontay Harris is the best receiver on the team, um, but he could be looking at his suspension really soon based on the fact that now his his DUI case from last summer has now uh, gone through the court system. Uh, little Jordan Humphrey, he's just... We're not talking about guys that are big difference makers here, and when you've got average to below average, and... I think Trevor Simeon is fine as a quarterback, but again, I would use the word average. You need, you just desperately need to jolt there right now. And Alvin Kamara is how hard is he? I'll ask you a little bit about that in a minute. But Odell, I don't think is this sort of savior that suddenly makes everything better, yet it's an instant improvement to a group that desperately needs it if you can just convince them, hey, Come here. We'll, we'll. We'll. You don't use the word rent, but essentially they're renting you for the rest of the season. Improve your stock. Just let's 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 make it a win-win for everybody. That's got to be the sales pitch, right?
1: Yeah, I would think so too. And, and you know, I, I wrote about this after the game. Is the biggest thing I ha- issue I have with the Saints team this year is a. I think we don't know what their identity really is, and b it's their consistency is is not there. Right? It's it's been an inconsistent product and you know, defense talks a lot and church says, Hey, put it on us. And then they can't deliver it in the offense, You know, they get some things going, but it's just not a, a consistent thing. I mean, the run game looked good, but you know, look again, I don't believe it's elite Odell Beckham jr. I think he's good. And I think obviously he's definitely somebody better than, you know, what they have on the roster. I mean, you got to track back with these receiver problems. I mean, this has been an issue again. I'll trace it all the way back to, 2017 in, in a Minneapolis miracle game. I mean, that's, that's really where you notice a lot more where receivers aren't getting rest separation, not helping Drew out. Um, you know, last year you make some strides, finally get a free agent wide receiver and Emmanuel Sanders, but Thomas is hurt. Right. And so I think they've made some strides to try to get it better, but overall this season, I mean, you got guys like Kenny still is a veteran, but you see why he was on the street. Right. I mean, you get some opportunities, he dropped some balls. Um, Kevin White, the guy that you know was a COVID replacement. I mean, he, he has, is a good story, and he had made a big catch against the Bucks. But you know, he was not a factor in this game. I mean, it's, it's Traquan, it's Callaway, it's Harris, and you know, this whole time I said that once Thomas comes back, that's going to open things up for guys like Callaway and Smith. But now, you know, teams know, you know, plug up on on Callaway, plug up on Smith, and then. Harris is going to get more of those opportunities, right? And so I think Beckham Jr. would be a good person to come in and have some uh, some shine there. And, you know, look, I think any team that he chooses, there's obviously going to be a learning curve. So it's not like you trot him out uh, in, in a week's time or a couple of days' time, assuming he gets signed this week, and then he's going to be ready to play on Sunday. I would be really shocked. But he's somebody that you could use down the stretch when, you know, maybe it's Buffalo and Dallas and back-to-back weeks at home. I mean, it's, it, the opportunity is there, and I think New Orleans is an ideal destination. But again, you can't expect him to be the Giants' version of Odell Beckham Jr. He's just going to be more of what you've seen. Can still get open, run routes, and get separation. And uh, defenses are going to have to account for him.
0: What about Odell, the guy in the locker room? Um, you know, I, I think I think when it comes to Odell Beckham in general, there's a lot of hyperbole in terms of the player he is or isn't. I think, as you and I just said, it's, probably, it's you know probably somewhere in between. Uh, And in terms of the guy in the locker room, is he the, quote, diva that just tears locker rooms up, or is he this great teammate that some of his former teammates say that he is? You know, I I always subscribe to, especially in sports, when it comes to a player as polarizing as Odell, a lot of times the truth is somewhere in the middle. And I do think there's something to, okay, what are you adding to the locker room? If you're a team that's, you know, in first place in the NFC, like you were in 2018, and, yeah, you need help at receiver, but you're kind of marching along, do you... This year, I mean, you you know, Saints seem to have a strong locker room. You you just do it. I don't even think you think about it. I mean, oh, I shouldn't say think about it. You want to consider all the stuff in terms of what he is or isn't, fine. But it's not like this team is, like, number one and, oh, my God, you can't do anything in chemistry and all that. It seems like this year's team, especially if it's just a rental for the rest of the season – there, I, I just, I don't, I know people sort of weigh the downside of it. I don't think there's much. I think the potential positives far outweigh the potential negatives for a team that, you know, I know that fans don't want to say it, John, but I feel like this season you're kind of playing with house money.
1: Yeah, and look, I would say this, and I use this extremely very loosely, but you know, Michael Thomas is a divan himself, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's not like they have a. An issue. I think they had the right makeup in the locker room. I don't care who it is. You know, I mean, you think guys like CJ Gardner Johnson, he's the guy that you'd love to have on your team and and such. But if he's playing against them, you know, you could say he's more of a head case, right? But he's, I mean, he fits in, he gels well. (laughs) You've got great leaders in Malcolm Jenkins, Mario Davis, Tron Armstead, you know, all these guys that I don't think you bring somebody like in there and this guy comes in and says, hey, I'm bigger than this team. I got more of an ego than this team. You know, I, I don't I don't buy into that. I think, like you said, there's two sides to every story. So I don't think it was a perfect marriage in Cleveland. And obviously, you know, you see his father tweet and stuff and post stuff that's saying, hey, he was open on this and Baker didn't him. I think there's more to that story, obviously, but... Look, I don't worry about the locker room chemistry. I think they've weathered plenty. You look at that Drew Brees, Yahoo thing from a year ago or whatever it was, however long it was. They weathered that just fine, and I think they have the right makeup to do it. I, I'm not concerned uh, of a locker room guy coming in here, having a, a fit and playing the diva role.
0: John Hendricks, our guest, at John J. Hendricks on Twitter. He is the Saints lead writer and reporter for Saints News over at Sports Illustrated. Our guest right now, I'm Scott Prather. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. You mentioned CJGJ. Uh, he he left with an injury. We'll get a first practice report of the week today. I'm guessing he'll be a DNP. Uh, did not participate. Alvin Kamara left briefly with an injury. Came back, played. But the Saints worked out a number of running backs. I think they signed Josh Adams to the practice squad the The injuries um they continue to pile up John, but it seems like this week now they're they're really hitting spots, and we don't know the severity of either, and maybe both will play Sunday, so I don't want to over speculate, but the reality is both did get hurt, and i, I there's only so many holes you can fill. I mean, you could say this team should be 7-1. and one. You wouldn't be wrong, right? They should have won against the Giants. Mm-hmm. They should have won Sunday against the Falcons if Debo doesn't blow that coverage. And if the guys can at least hold on to a couple of those passes in the first half, you could also say, man, with this roster and those injuries and how much they lost, you know, they should probably be like 2-6 and six right now. And I, I think both sides kind of have an argument here. But at some point, man... It's like how many how many holes do you have to plug before this dam burst? I, I what what are you thinking in terms of Camara, CJ G J and just the latest round of injuries for this team?
1: Yeah, I think I'm more concerned about CJ Gardner Johnson and his availability, but at the same time, you know, I, I think it's it's obviously foot related, could be turf toe, it could be a broken toe. I'm not sure and this is only speculating, but again, um, you know, getting carted off, not being able to turn, you know, his, his cleats were off and taking a cart ride and stuff. So I think he's probably going to miss a couple of weeks if it's not something super serious um, and course, there's not more, but you know, look at the same breath, I will just say that I don't think he's looked that great this season. I, I, you know, he struggled against Chris Godwin struggling a little bit this season. I know he brings a lot of energy to the table and such, but, you know, this opens him up. Maybe you roll Bradley Roby into the slot now and have a more definitive role. Maybe you play P.J. Williams more, who's been, you know, had a knack for the ball this season. I, I just, I feel not as bad, Just and don't get me wrong, I think C.J. Gardner-Jobs is a hell of a player, and he definitely makes his impact, but, you know, this hasn't been a strong campaign A Camara, you know, look, I think the silver lining here is, you know, we spotted him going into the medical tent after that field goal drive to open the third quarter. He was in there briefly. He played out the game. So I think that's the encouraging thing, but I I think from everything I saw on film and looking at it, I think it was early in that drive on that one-yard carry of the way he got hit. It might be leg, knee related. Um, and, again, this is all speculation. This is nothing that's definitive because you saw some of his routes and some of the things that he did afterwards where he kind of slid down and, and really kind of avoided contact a little bit. Maybe that was by design or on purpose or intentional. But, you know, look, that's the one that I'm a little bit more concerned about because you're already down Tony Jones Jr. Um, Mark Ingram, thankfully, you traded for him, right? Um, and so that's going to leave you with Dwayne Washington, Maybe if Ty Montgomery comes back from his hamstring injury and then you might call up the veteran Lamar Miller who's been on the practice squad for a good bit. So um, definitely concerns there, especially going against the Titans. is a guy that, you know, can just exploit you in so many ways. But, of course, we could be worrying ourselves over nothing because we'll know more. It wouldn't surprise me to see him not at practice today. We'll worry more if he's not at Thursday's practice. And if he's not Friday, then then really hit the panic button.
0: John Hendricks, our guest, ESPN he had the best ticket in sports. Of all the losses from last season, I know that a lot of Saints fans were not. Um, let's just say that that they weren't going out and buying a bunch of Jared Cook jerseys. But <laughs> but but John, this team really misses Jared Cook and Josh Hill right now. I mean, Troutman, God bless him. He, he's it, it's a yo-yo man. I mean, the drops are atrocious, and then you see him make a play late in the game. That's like. You know, near the just that contested catch, where it's like, how did he? How did he do that? I mean, there's Mm -hmm. no consistency with this guy. I will say his blocking has been maybe better than you would expect for somebody in their second year out of Dayton. But in the Saints' offense, especially with a quarterback like Simeon, man, you you've got to be able to catch the ball at tight end. And again, I know that that Cook was for the fumble and everything else. But the guy scored a lot of touchdowns. He caught a lot of passes. And then Josh Hill was just sort of Mr. Reliable and overlooked so much. A, a big hole on this team right now. I know we say receiver. Well, I think what we really mean when we say it is pass catchers. But mm-hmm. <laughs> tight end man is that is that is that sort of the biggest gap? Uh, quarterback aside, is that the biggest gap in terms of what they had last year and what they currently have?
1: I think it's a huge gap, you know. And um, you know, Cook had his share of drops too. I mean, he was not an F from from criticism either. And I think you can also trace it back and be like, man, they just everybody's gotta live into that Jimmy Graham shadow and you've tried with Kobe Fleener, all these other guys, right? And um even bring back king Watson and stuff i mean it just hasn't been the same right and so i think that's the expectation and so um i think missing nick vannette has been an issue um i mean this is a veteran guy he was going to have more of a role in pass catching too i think that's going to help when he comes back but you know overall you know he drafted Troutman because he is a pass catching tight end and yeah blocking is important but you mentioned that simeon is a guy who needs to move the and have some reliability when you have newer quarterbacks in there. A tight end is usually a good security blanket for you. And so, look, I, I know he's hard on himself, and I know that he's going to get things right. But, you know, and I think about the first year that they had Jared Cook. I mean, this guy was practically a non-factor. Yeah, the first first, eight games. Right. yeah And then he just caught fire in that back half of the season. And so I think Troutman has some the skill sets to do it, and I think things can open up for him. But at the same point, you know, you've got to be able to make those catches. You got to, to extend the drive. I mean, he was wide open on a fourth down play. There's no reason that you should drop that. Right. I mean, it's just those types of things that I look at. And so look, um, it's a concern and the wide receivers are concerned, but at this point, Simeon, a guy who's a veteran, you need players to make plays and just catch the ball. And, you know, everybody was to blame. You know, pretty much last week. Or, I mean, on Sunday against the the Falcons, and so Troutman. I know he can be better. I've seen him again uh, practice at training camp and preseason. I know he can be a lot better than what he is, and uh, his opportunities are going to come. So I know he's going to have the coaches' support and all that good stuff. And Trevor Simeon said it last week too. It's like, hey, I'm not worried about the drops. He says, just be ready for the next one because I'm going to keep coming to you. And sure enough, that's kind of what happened when they started to mount their comeback.
0: John Hendricks, our cast at John J. Hendricks on Twitter. He is the Saints' lead writer and reporter for Saints News over at Sports Illustrated. This is ESPN Lafayette and the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Brather. Uh, Mark Ingram, really strong in the first half. Saints running. You look at Ingram, you're like, oh, he only rushed for 43 yards. you got nine carries. Not too bad. Uh, They were rushing just so well in the first half. And then penalty you know, incomplete pass, whatever. It was like every time they'd take a big step forward, it was two steps back. And the receivers were able to hold on to the ball. They might've rushed for 250 against Atlanta. I mean, I mean, they were running so well, but then when they got behind and it's double digits, it alters the game plan. Do You expect this Sunday, Sean, cause you've, you've talked about it, right? This team offensively, they just don't have an identity. You think they're coming out, just trying to establish the run against Tennessee early in this one on Sunday and, rolling with that as long as they possibly can
1: yeah i mean
0: you said two steps forward and one step back were you doing a paul abdul reference there uh, uh, man well i said one <laughs> step but but yeah i mean if we're gonna <laughs> reference 80s and 90s music i think I, I wasn't a big paul abdul fan but you know when straight up comes on i do kind of start dancing sure. at the steering wheel you know and there you go singing the song i don't know was she singing that to emilio estevez because i think they were married right around that time and then they they split. Mm-hmm. See, see, now this is what happens, okay. John. You ask me questions like that and I get totally off track.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. I remember your original question. So it's, uh, okay, because yeah, so I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> running... <laughs> no, I think they're going to try to run the football against the Titans. And obviously, I think Mike Vrabel going to know that. And look, the Titans' defense looked extremely strong against Matt Stafford. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they had a huge road win. And I think a lot of people, that that game, you know, you lose your premier MVP pretty much player of the year um, runner in, in Derrick Henry. And everybody thinks, oh, man, this team's just going to fall flat. And so I, I know the Saints are going to try to establish the run. I mean, that's always first and foremost, you talk to Sean Payton. That's number one, right? You control the clock, time of possession, you know, all those things get, make it easier on third downs, win first and second down. And so I think Ingram is going to be a guy that can find some success. I think their offensive line, you know, again, they've missed some pieces. And, You know, with Andres Pete out, again, I dare say that they might be getting a little bit better there just because, you know, James Hurst is a veteran. He plays well. I thought Throckmorton looks good, especially in these jumbo sets. So, look, I know that's going to be a huge focal point for this team. But, um, you know, look, I think on both sides of the ball, the the ideal is make the quarterback beat you, right? Because the Saints have the number one run defense in the NFL, and so I think – um, they're going to be stout against the run, and they're going to try to make Ryan Tannehill beat them. And same thing with Titans. I'm trying to make Trevor Simeon beat me. That's I it. think it's just the ideal formula for these teams going into this one.
0: The key really in this game Sunday is get being the team that gets up early. If a team gets a double-digit lead, I, I think that might be it because of how these teams are built this year and and, and on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you said it. Saints, number one rush defense. What, they're allowing 73 a game, 74. Titans, I think they're eighth maybe in the NFL or ninth. They're allowing about 100 a game. So these teams, you know, they're they're really solid against the run. And I think you think of the Titans, you think of their identity. Oh, they want to run the ball. Now Derrick Henry's hurt, so that changes things. But um, for the Saints, they haven't found that identity yet. But I do think that if they're able to hang on to a few extra passes in the first half last week you see a lot more of that run game in the second half. And you don't see Trevor Simeon, you know, attempt 41 passes. Uh, run it early. I think, especially with Kamara, we'll see just how nicked up he is. Is he playing? Is he not? Is he playing? But maybe not close to 100%. I, I think Mark Ingram, his his third game back, I think you're going to see the most Mark Ingram you've seen this year for the Saints. Uh, I I just have that feeling, John, based on the matchup, You'll see number 14 quite a bit on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's just one of those things where it makes sense, right? And, um, you know, if there is something serious to Kamara, or even if it's not, I mean, you got to remember, he got hurt that year um, against Jacksonville on the road, and he still played. I mean, he's going to play through as much as he can just because he wants to be there for his team. So, Uh, but how effective he can be at, uh, at, you know, 75% versus 100% is a big difference for him. So, Look, it wouldn't surprise me to see Ingram come in. And, look, I think if I'm Trevor Simeon and I'm Sean Payton a little bit too, try to get the screen game going. I know it's been something that they've had a a point of emphasis this year. I don't think they've done as well in the screen department as they've wanted to so far. But, you know, look, you're going to have to be a little bit creative, first of all, and then with Ingram, you know, Give them some different looks on the, the uh, you know, just lean on that power, right? Lean on Armstead, do some tosses, get some things, try to find out. You know, I, I think the Titans can cover sideline to sideline, but I think Ingram's got a little bit more bolt and and in, in his step that he can exploit some of that instead of just trying to run everything up the middle. But at the same time, you're getting four or five yards of, of play on the ground. I mean, that's not a bad thing to set up those third manageables. So, Look, I, I think Ingram's going to have a lot more workload in this game just regardless if Kamara's is 100% or not um, just because of the situation that's going on. And, you know, again, when you've got uh, such a problem with and uncertainty with some of these uh, wide receivers and things that have happened, you know, it's not a bad bet trying to find Ingram and Kamara uh, passing downs.
0: All right, final question, John. We'll circle back to how we started. OBJ, ultimately, where do you think he's going to end up signing?
1: Um, You know, again, I give the Saints a chance, but, you know, you're telling me a chance. I think that you look at some of these other, uh, you know, ideal destinations, Green Bay makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Seattle makes a lot of sense to me. I think Seattle's got a great pitch for them. I think San Francisco, I don't know if that's a desirable spot, but, you know, especially because how they're not using Brandon Ayuk and all that stuff and and inconsistencies there. But, you know, look, Default back to what he said before, that he knows how Sean Payton's offense, he knows how smart he is and getting usage out of the wide receivers. I think it's a smarter play to go to New Orleans personally, but I can see some of these other teams that are really in the thick and leading their division and leading the NFC. Those are going to be the teams that you have to watch. So um, if you put in a number on it, I give them a 25% chance to come here. Um, but most likely I think it's in one of those top or upper tier teams, especially – you know, on the West Coast or up north.
0: All right, great stuff, guys. Give John a follow. He does a great job covering the Saints. He is the lead reporter and writer for Saints News at Sports Illustrated. Check him out on uh, Believe Saints. His podcast covering the team. John, always appreciate the time, man. It's always good talking Saints and uh, and life with you. Give John a follow on Twitter at John J Hendricks. What's doing again in the future, man? Uh, you heading to Nashville this weekend?
1: Yes, sir. I'll leave on Saturday for sure. So Safe travels, be, uh, man. And uh,
0: and if you need to bring some breakfast gumbo with you, you know what to do.
1: Oh, yeah. I got to get some hot chicken while I'm in Nashville. So you know how that goes. That and barbecue.
0: There you have it. John, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, man. You too. All right. Up next. What NFL fan base fights the most? I mean, literally fights the most. I don't know if it's just because there's more camera phones or it's because people were just crazy after being cooped up for COVID for year. There are more fights on the stands than we've ever seen. Who's more likely to win a fight among the fan bases? Believe it or not, yes, studies have been done on it. Give me the answer to that question next, right here on The Great Scott Show ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.